0: You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change.
1: And welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined today by Blaz Goryup, who is the chairman and founder of PharmaLinear. Thank you for joining me today, Blaz.
0: Thank you. Thank you for this invitation.
1: Uh, we're talking today on the topic of improving stability in ingredients, and we're talking about the intactness of main ingredients. Blaz, I know that PharmaLinear has been placing quite a lot of emphasis on the stability of its products, and claims the standard of the industry is quite poor. Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit more about that? What are your thoughts in terms of stability and in ingredients?
0: Certainly, let's begin rather by reformulating and saying that the, the standards are, very, are quite poor, that uh, let's just put it that the industry has uh, solid room for improvement. Uh, but going back to the main question uh, through the years and, uh, and with the presence uh, in many markets worldwide, we have seen uh, time and time again, that more of a bonus than actually uh, an existing standard. And when we talk product stability, we're talking about the actual stability of the active ingredients. Uh, this shouldn't and doesn't mean microbiological stability, which is basic uh, safety that, uh, that's expected of any product. Uh, to be basically to be able to say that a product is stable, one should prove that ingredients Uh, Stated on the label are present in those very quantities also at the end of the shelf life for the consumer. Uh, This in practice is far from guarantee. Independent consumer tests actually performed by uh, consumerlab.com up to 40% of tested products fail. And actually the primary reason for this was that they contain less of the active ingredients than uh initially claimed on the labels what is most surprising is the level of awareness of ingredient interactions in finished products an alarming amount of brand owners the the b2c companies uh assume that whatever the compounds are placed in the product reach the consumer by default
1: yeah
0: educating brand owners will be one one of our priority tasks for the future for sure
1: So, Blas, you may, you touched on the fact that um, products that forty percent of products have failed because they contain less of the main ingredient that was claimed on the label, and I think um, falsified claims is a problem that you know the entire supply chain is facing. Why do you think that this is so? Why have we come to this state?
0: Um, I mean, it's not so much that we have come to this state; it's more that we haven't progressed to the next level. Yeah. When you when you look at the back of the history where, where the nutraceuticals started, uh, it started from a very different place than the pharmaceutical industry did. Uh, so this is the, basically a remain of a remain of 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 uh, history. Uh, and advances in the industry have an either pull of the science or or several push factors. This can be regulatory requirements, competitor advances and consumers with them would with, uh, with their demand. Uh, As we see that the nutraceutical industry is still uh, having strong growth, so I wouldn't say that the competition is forcing everybody to improve that much. Uh, Mainly what we're seeing is the consumer, consumers are more and more educated and uh, uh, more and more demanding, and this is basically what is everybody forward, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think consumers are driving all sorts of demands and the industry is really having to sort of up their efforts to respond to them. Um, so do you see um, change happening in the future?
0: Yeah well one thing for sure, for sure is, is, as you have uh, just mentioned as well is the the consumers they are increasingly proactive they're they're searching for information information is, is much more readily available but the the next step of understanding which is only starting to take place is the, is that the, not every product, Delivers the the ingredients as claim on on the labels, but this of course uh, brings the complexity of the business, which goes against what the whole industry is about, and it's uh, or or a lot of this industry is about is is about the speed. Yeah, so speed is actually uh, let's say a diminishing factor for the product stability. Yeah, if you want a stable product, you, you have to take your time. You have to test. You, you, yeah, and that's uh, something like that. And uh, in addition to that, uh, also consumers are driving, uh, you know, some call it build fatigue, and they're looking for different forms, liquid sprays, so on. These are even more unstable to begin with, yeah? More cross interaction, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but as we are seeing the big pharma slowly moving into the area, their demands, their requirements are coming from a completely different phase. So they will be pushing themselves. The competitors and the regulatory forwards for sure so as we see more and more leading pharmaceutical partners uh, are appreciating the proven product stability and they're asking it basically uh, when you're looking at uh, how much damage uh, their brands would uh, take on if they would have uh, product failures it's uh, it's something which is completely unacceptable for them so yeah, the let's say the, the big guys from pharma coming into in the industry or the big guys from food industry coming into the nutraceutical industry for sure place much more attention to 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 the stability of the product.
1: You know, we know it's not good practice to distribute products that don't live up to their claims. And as you mentioned, the bigger players are certainly, t- uh, you know, putting that a lot more on their radar. What are the actual um, very realistic risks of selling unstable products?
0: besides the, the the first and obvious uh which is some potential health risk if the product is unstable does that bring a health risk are there health risks associated with it that's the first question i mean one thing and the awareness here should rise in, in our industry is we're not selling computers we're not selling uh, wearables we're not saying everyday people use these products they they swallow it it goes into their bodies and i think this I mean, our responsibility is so much higher than of, of most of other industries. Yeah, and uh, I mean, not going back to the morality, but which is the basic step. Yeah, but uh, if we go back, the the cost itself can be enormous. If we look at it purely from business perspective, in case of recall, bad reviews, the damage to the to the whole brand can be huge. Anything that the brands have invested over the years to, uh, by educating consumers, doctors, pharmacists, trust, gone. Yeah. Uh, when you consider how much, let's say, money you're saving while not focusing on stability, uh, you know, the big question is, you know, uh, how much your business is at risk if you're n- not going to do it in the future? But awareness, what? we come to realization is that awareness is missing in one other crucial place companies that are market orientated a lot of brand owners with which rely on co-manufacturing community for the supply of the products are not aware of often questionable quality of products they should be educated because i, I think a lot of brands come into the in, or a lot of companies are in the industry with some sort of assumption okay our partners are doing everything and this is the way it's supposed to be. And, uh, but they are not aware of the general supply chain challenges of, of this industry. Pharmaceutical companies have this awareness, but they lack the experience, the expertise in nutraceuticals. For them, uh, it's a pain for them to find the right partner. For example, you go to VitaFoods in two weeks time, you probably have hundred companies there looking all the same, you know, all offering, you know, products, uh, development, regulatory support, everything. How do you distinguish between somebody actually doing that and somebody not doing that? So this is, you know, it's an overload of information. And at Farmalia we have mastered uh, the stability and this is the value of our our products which are delivered in in user-friendly forms. We can say it's an art and, and we're proud of it. It's been years that we've we're been putting substantial um, investment into it. And by this, we're helping the brand owners to de- deliver the benefits to their consumers. And for this to happen, mm. we need our partners to share our values of integrity well beyond the short-term focus on uh, making profits, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I agree with you, Blas. I think um, beyond health risks, it's extremely damaging to a brand's credibility and a risk to the safety of the business. Absolutely. Um, what do you What do you predict for the future in terms of how do we get this manufacturer education going? Um, what is your outlook on the future of the nutraceuticals market and creating more stable products?
0: It's a process. Uh, I... Wouldn't say that there's a there's an end goal, and uh, you know we're going towards that, and there's a timeline and certain milestones. But the future outlook is that eventually this trend will become as big as transparency, as clean label that we're seeing as as demand for for free from yeah allergens, free yeah. from yeah, because it fits the, the same criteria. It's better for the end user. And with the rise of digitalization, uh, consumers are all the time better equipped to share this data. Uh, The reviews are public, independent, universally recognized stability based grants will rise and eventually they will prevail. And along with the regulation, which is bound to change. For the moment, raising stability standards is not only our responsibility uh, as an industry, but it's also a perfect opportunity for differentiation and for growth on the market. And if we can convey this message to the brand owners that this is actually an opportunity to, to go forward, uh, to move ahead and not only see it from the shortened cost, cost perspective, uh, I think this, this will dramatically change. And we see these changes, uh, especially with the big guys, because you know when you're big, you ask yourself, okay, what should I do not to fail? And with challengers that come to the market and say, okay, what can I do to, to make it different? And this, again, presents itself as a perfect opportunity. So, if you want to say invisible, uh, you know, hand of the market will have its own force, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think it's a collaborative effort that's needed from all players to really drive um, the pharmaceutical sure. industry to be considered as trusted and honest. Um, Blaz, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you at Vita Foods.
0: Thank you. It was a pleasure as well, and uh, see you soon.